true thirds. Activating penile glands with neurolinguistics to this one. Telekinetic frequencies. Multidimensional. This world is separated by countries, cities and towns and borders yeah. They divide and conquer, yeah they're monsters, they are the voting forces ah. When I'm walking through, I'm talking truth cause I'm the truth talker Real. There's fluoride in your water, that's torture, that is the new world order wow. This world is gruesome and violent, oh, yeah. that's why these humans are frightened Oh well, we're living in hell, I'll pack my bags and move to an island Going. I wanna be truly enlightened, Dude. my music's juicy and vibrant It's deep and it's dirty, and it's underground like rubies and diamonds hey. Gigantic like titans, no I don't pray to no violence Gods. Life's too short for lies and plots Time flies like a pilot's watch ha! I'm watching time unravel I'm lost in time, my time is lost I will astral travel and do some stargazing And just look at the sky and watch I'm a verbal pedigree I've been reading the Gnostic scriptures Whoa. Smoking a herbal remedy I'm not drinking a toxic elixir no. I flow on a verse with energy I'm a consistent cosmic ninja And I don't do no hurt or jealousy I show love, I'm a cosmic thinker Trust. This world we live in is treacherous That's why you need to show extra love There's demons standing next to us Fallen angels wanna have sex with us Dark forces, they're testing us I talk truth, they section us Hyperborea, that's my home It's a multi-dimensional exodus This world is separated by countries, cities and towns and borders They divide and conquer, yeah they're monsters They are the voting forces When I'm walking through, I'm talking truth Cause I'm the truth talker It's fluoride in your water, that's torture That is the new world order This world is run by an evil intelligence These demons are ruthless You need to show compassion and love Don't panic, a screaming is useless I Talk truth all day, that's why these people are feeling my music yeah. But please don't piss me off, I leave your mouth all bleeding and toothless People are foolish and evil and ghoulish Fiction is weird and even the truth is wow. Don't be feeble and stupid, history's fake and even the moon is real. There's no fluoride in my water, so when I'm dreaming it's lucid You're drinking fluoride on a daily basis, that's the reason you're clueless oh. This world we're living in sickening, why are these people evil and so dark? Why? The powers to be, the cowards and weak and the human beings with no heart Hunts. Make me so fucking angry, ah. I break the both legs and both I find a Masonic Lodge and shoot them all with poisonous blow darts. The rest I kill a beast and release that inner peace. I'm so calm. My third eye's fully activated. My mind is so sharp. I'm unique like Mozart. On beat, I'm concrete, I go hard. And when it comes to music, I'm having fun on tracks like go karts This world is separated by countries, cities, and towns and borders. They divide and conquer. Yeah, they're monsters. They are the voting forces. When I'm walking through, I'm talking truth because I'm the truth talker. There's fluoride in your water. That's torture. That is the new world order. Wow. If you're told the lie enough times, it becomes part of your reality. That is the new world order. Wow. And if enough people are taught that lie, well now it becomes part of the culture. That is the new world order. Wow. And if that culture then passes that misinformation along to the next generation, that is the new world order. Wow. Westion Productions. Hey, truthers, how are we doing today? Uh, interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, but before we get too carried away, guys, you need to 
check that out. I mean, that's that's an ox's horn. I've been drinking out of this thing for days. I wash it every day. Yeah, make sure it's clean. And then uh, I drink out of it. For example, oh, nice pops up. Oh, yeah. I must feel my horn. Cheers. That's really easy to chug out. I think that's why they shaped it like that. It'll go straight down your throat. <laughs> Made by Elhorn, y'all. There's a link in the description. If you click on that link, purchase yourself your own Elhorn. And I got a lot of other stuff. So, uh, you, you click on the link in the description and uh, your boy here, the true talker, will get uh, 17, almost 18% of uh, that sale. So click on that link to go to lhorn.com. Get your custom lhorns. They're pretty sweet. Even for how small that thing is, I I like it. I like it a lot. Also, listen, listen, listen. We gotta talk about hygiene. Do you think you got good hygiene? Well, guess what, motherfucker, you don't. The reason why I'm saying you don't is because you're pretty much. Especially if you're using the liquid soaps. You're pouring chemicals on yourself. There's nothing natural about those soaps at all. They're not good for you. They're not good for your skin. That's why your skin gets dried out so easily. That's why you need to go to anarchistsoaps.com. There's a link in the description. I, I've used it before. I got the beard oil right here. Best beard oil uh, I've ever tried, uh, especially this stuff, the cowboy beard oil. It smells like Kentucky bourbon. Take your little dipper, get you the right amount for you. Squirt, squirt, squirt. Fly over your hands. Oh. oh, yeah. Oil that baby up. Now I gotta get this oil off my hands. Oh, uh. Anarchistsoap.com. Link is in the description. Show it to you real quickly. 
So Anarchist soap, just, they got everything for you. You you need a shaving kit, they got you a shaving kit. Nice looking one too. Uh, was just this Friday. I bought me some of the. Oh, where is it? Well, it's all the way over here. Got me some of this. So, you know, I, full time job is in this pretty much scrapyard, and I get covered in grease all the time. She said this was the best kind for me, it was the charcoal soap. charcoal facial bar so click on the link link is in the description uh, still trying to get it, get them to be the first sponsor of the show uh, and these aren't sponsors this is just products I I think that uh, are good and is good for you uh, and last but not least guys they need to get ready it's it's about about to get crazy, so you need to go to ammo dot com. I repeat that you need to go to ammo dot com. They are the America's number one source for discounted ammo online. I can attest to that. Ammo dot com, their best source for discounted ammo. Uh, I bought these. I got 200 rounds of these sterling high quality shotgun shells. Double up buck. Uh, I got 200 rounds for less than $200. So go to ammo.com and get that. Guys, uh, I'm about to pull up some footage uh, for you. Uh, if it about a Pfizer whistleblower. And we're we wanted to go and inject children whose natural immune system is uh, far superior than any vaccine or product could be. I mean, just their, their natural immune response, you couldn't make something statistically or clinically superior to that. That was when a red flag went off. And I thought I would just start investigating more of the data that I could find online from the FDA filings, uh, as well as, um, you know, some of the studies that were done to just prove that it wasn't necessary for children to get injected. And when I found the patents, I was very alarmed because they didn't read as a vaccine. Um, they read as a bioweapon, basically. And then I went back and I found some of the original studies where they used bat coronaviruses and um, spike them, if you will. They used chimeric, you know, they created these chimeric superviruses using um, HIV uh, glycoproteins and the gag protein. Um, and it was very alarming and um, upsetting. And when I, I realized what uh, Americans were um, making themselves uh, susceptible to, it, it just, it was an anchor around my heart. So I, I, I put together a, a two-page email with all the references and the studies and the patents, and I, I sent it out to about 30 or so media outlets and influencers. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. 
All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. All right. Hello. Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Andrew Kaufman, your guest host once again for The Alex Jones Show. And thank you so much, Alex and Chris Skye, uh, for that last segment. Uh, it's great to see Chris's uh, um, courage to be uh, a rebel against the tyranny in Canada. Well, today I have a very special guest as well. Uh, Karen Kingston is uh, planning to join us, and she is a consultant from the pharmaceutical and medical device industry who has recently decided to go public with some very important information, not only about the ingredients in the so-called COVID vaccines, but also some inside information about the clinical trials and some of the obfuscation of data and, and outcome information that we have seen um, in the recent past. So Karen, are you with us? Uh, welcome to the Alex Jones Show. I am, can you guys see me, hear me? Yes, we do. Okay. So Karen, uh, you've been... You've been very courageous uh, in the past couple of weeks. Could you tell us a little bit about your background and how you uh, decided to speak publicly about these issues? Uh, sure. I, um, I've been in the pharma med device industry for just over 25 years now, and I had my own full service consulting agency for a number of years, and I've been an independent consultant for the past uh, 10 years. Sometimes I'm an interim CMO or marketing director for international companies, but basically I'm an analyst. So I, companies hire me to take a look at all the clinical data, the IP landscape, uh, med legal regu uh, regulatory guidelines and um, legislation, uh, case law, and I basically come up with strategies and, and messaging to best move forward uh, to, you know, continue to grow their market share uh, and also take a look at uh, potential IP extensions for, for products. Wow, that's quite a broad category of expertise. So this includes like the patent landscape, the intellectual property. It includes uh, regulatory issues as well as marketing and business strategies. Is that, am I summing it up correctly? Yeah, because there's strategic business units within companies. So there's portfolios of products. So you have to decide what you're going to focus on, where you have the greatest opportunity for growth and what you need to discontinue. So you have to understand the um, your your IP as well as the competitive landscape for a long-term growth strategy, if that makes sense. So this, yes, absolutely. So this must give you, um, you know, a lot of exposure to various inside conversations, correspondence and back and forth with regulatory agencies that would kind of inform your expertise to the current situation? Uh, no, I, I work 
directly with the law lawyers of the companies or the C-level executives, and they're also their clinical staff, their MDs and PhDs. So I don't present my own information. I, I give my information to to those individuals, and then they present it to the FDA, um, or you know, or investors or whatnot. Not me. Right. But I mean, you see some of the correspondence and you talk to these people. Right. So you kind of know a little bit about the workings of the company and the, and the regulation and the industry in general. Oh, oh yeah. I get the, I see the warning letters and things like that. Yeah. And the, yeah. yeah. So what led, what led you to, uh, you know, come and, and speak out with the, the information that you're currently uh, talking about? Uh, well, I think everyone who works in the industry and understands um, viruses and pandemics, you know, from the get-go, we probably saw back in March of last year that it seemed like we were getting set up for a vaccine rollout. And, you know, that was suspicious, but nothing too alarming. It's kind of like, well, this is big pharma doing their thing again. And, you know, and I always, when I looked at the data, I was like, okay, it's a palliative treatment, and which isn't a vaccine, and that, that is what it is. But when they started saying they wanted to go and inject children whose natural immune system is uh, far superior than any vaccine or product could be, I mean, just their, their natural immune response, you couldn't make something statistically or clinically superior to that. That was when a red flag went off. And I thought I would just start investigating more of the data that I could find online from the FDA filings, uh, as well as, um, you know, some of the studies that were done to just prove that it wasn't necessary for children to get injected. And when I found the patents, I was very alarmed because they didn't read as a vaccine. Um, they read as a bioweapon, basically. And then I went back and I found some of the original studies where they used bat coronaviruses and um, spiked them, if you will. They used chimeric, you know, they created these chimeric super viruses using um, HIV uh, glycoproteins and the GAG protein. Um, and it was very alarming and um, upsetting. And when I, I realized what uh, Americans were um, making themselves uh, susceptible to, it, it just it was an anchor around my heart. So I, I, I put together a, a two page email with all the references and the studies and the patents. And I, I sent it out to about 30 or so media outlets and influencers. Wow. Well, that's fantastic. And um, I'm so glad that you uh, decided to make this important contribution. So let's get right into the vaccine technology. And um, if you could uh, bring up the uh, first slide, please. So this is uh, a representation of the ingredients in the vaccines. And I know that um, Karen, you expressed some serious concern about uh, one particular ingredient. And if you look at the slide here, it's the, the longest uh, names. It has uh, crazy names, these uh, chemicals. But if you could uh, go to slide two, Karen, why don't you tell us a little bit about the so-called lipid nanoparticles? Sure. And if you, if you were looking at the ingredient slide, it's that, you know, 80 or so alphanumeric name that ends in the 2000, the PEG 2000. That stands for... Uh, Polyethylene, polyethylene glycol 2000. You can find that listed in the Moderna patent. Um, I think it's on page 29 of, or 30 of the Moderna patent. And so basically the lipid nanoparticles are made up of four lipids. So keep in mind that 
uh, mRNA or RNA viruses, single helix viruses, are very unstable. 80 degree weather kills them, sunlight kills them. Uh, even the inventors of the mRNA vaccine say, if you look at it wrong, it, it falls apart. So they needed to create a biosphere to protect it. So the biosphere contains four lipids. One is cholesterol, uh, our blood loves cholesterol. The second is uh, a phospholipid. The phospholipid enables the, um, the, the lipid nanoparticle to adhere to the cell membrane for penetration. Uh, there's an ionizable lipid, so that gives it a positive ionic charge for penetration. And then there's the pegylated lipid, uh, which is the polyethylene glycol lipid. And all you know, evidence shows, you know, if you take a look at um, where it's being manufactured and what's in it, it, it has uh, graphene oxide in it as well. And graphene oxide, it can uh, withstand 1,700 degree uh, Fahrenheit temperature. It's 4,000 times titanium. So basically, the inventors took a very unstable molecule, a single helix uh, RNA um, or synthetic RNA molecule uh, protein, and they encapsulated it in a biosphere that made it indestructible. Wow. So if I could summarize, Karen, that basically what we have here is that that the manufacturers are trying to deliver either a piece of uh, messenger RNA to the cells and the people that are vaccinated. And of course, we know that mRNA as a just a standalone molecule. And by the way, the mRNA that's in these injections is actually made synthetically, not by a natural organism. But it's exactly. it's very un unstable, right? So it needs two things. It needs protection, right? And so these spherical nanoparticles made of these lipids, which are is another name for fats, right, protects yeah. it so that it's it's stable. And then also it is like a delivery vehicle, right? Kind of like it has the uh, address for a cell written on it. And um, those lipids help it fuse with the cell membrane and deliver that mRNA. And another name yeah. for these lipid nanoparticles is hydrogels. And that's going to be uh, important to see, look at some of the research uh, that we're going to um, examine with respect to graphene oxide. So uh, once again, we have Karen Kingston, a pharmaceutical and uh, biomedical device insider on The Alex Jones Show. And I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, filling in this week for the fourth hour. And uh, when we come back, we'll be talking more about the ingredients of vaccines with a special focus on graphene oxide and the toxicity of the hydrogel lipid nanoparticles. Hello, and welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. Once again, I'm your guest host for this fourth hour, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, and I have with me today pharmaceutical and medical device industry consultant and insider, Karen Kingston. And we had just begun talking about some of the ingredients in the vaccine, uh, specifically the lipid nanoparticles. And um, if we could have slide number three, this is just a representation to see that these particles actually are distributed very, very widely throughout the body and seem to be concentrated um, in the, um, sorry, in the uh, genital and reproductive System. So that's something to be important of. And if we go to the next slide after that, so Karen has uncovered a, a sort of chain of custody or supply chain of custody of the vaccine manufacturers using graphene oxide in these hydrogel lipid nanoparticles. So, Karen, you want to tell us a little bit about what you've uncovered? Uh, Andy, I can't. My screen is completely frozen. I'm not sure what you're sharing right now. Um, 
I'm so sorry. So that's okay. Um, you don't have to worry about the about what's being uh, shown. But you were talking about um, uncovering that there's a Chinese manufacturer that makes many of the excipient yeah, ingredients be, yeah. for the vaccine. I didn't know what's on, on the screen. So if you um, if you take a look at the ingredients that are listed in the FDA phase three filings and the um, initial new drug application for the mRNA vaccines, that's Pfizer and Moderna, uh, you'll see that they have um, a seven-digit alphanumeric names. Uh, I believe the Pfizer one you're probably showing is ALC0159. Uh, that is the, the material safety data sheet cast number. Uh, if you go to a company called Cinepeg.com, you can search by those cast numbers, the, cate the category um, numbers, and it'll pull up um, the that 80, alphanum 80, um, 80 alphanumeric name of the, the lipid nanoparticle. Um, and what you'll find is there's a whole tab on COVID-19 excipients um, for these mRNA um, LMP vaccines. And those are not just for the United States vaccines, but for other vaccines that, that require this uh, encapsulation. And on the site, they also do talk about how these are polyethylene glycol uh, graphene oxide um, uh, cores or um, shells, core shells. And uh, there's some studies that have been done in animals with the Pfizer-BioNTech um, vaccine and, and and what you'll find is those link back to um, other studies that talk about how these uh, LMPs are used as a theranostic, which is also listed in the Moderna vaccine uh, because uh, the graphene oxide is an ex excellent conductor of electromagnetic fields for uh, diagnostic purposes. Theranostic stands for therapeutic and diagnostic. And so without seeing this stuff and walking you guys through it, it sounds, it, it, you know, it's there's, there's many documents that tie together and they have the same exact um, alphanumeric codes. They have the same diagrams and, you know, they all go back to the, the patent or this company in China and, and peer reviewed publications and also chemical and engineering news, which is the non-peer reviewed journal for this, this industry. Right now, Karen, so, you know, it sounds like you've done some real detective work here. And, and what you're describing is essentially if you track down where the drug companies that make these so-called vaccines actually buy the various ingredients, and then you look at various regulatory documents and suppliers and find right buried in their intellectual property and in articles on their website that they're essentially using graphene oxide in combination with these. And this really shouldn't be terribly surprising because um, after graphene oxide was invented, which led or graphene, which led to a Nobel Prize being awarded, the European Union has a guy that's uh, being the guest host for the fourth hour. This gentleman speaking is a medical doctor. Just established the graphene <laughs> flagship, which was a, a 10 billion euro, uh, sorry, a 1 billion euro uh, enterprise to fund all research related to graphene, and much of it was in the biomedical space. So if we look, for example, at slide four, we find that uh, graphene-based hydrogels, because that's what we're talking about, graphene oxide being uh, essentially intermingled with the lipid nanoparticle shell, that we see that it is successful for gene delivery, which is exactly what 
the Moderna and Pfizer uh, products are alleged to do. And if we go to the slide after that, then we'll see that actually graphene oxide has been tested in a flu vaccine before. And one more slide, we can find a coronavirus vaccine patent from China that also uses graphene oxide. And graphene is, you know, talked about as a miracle material because it has some very unusual properties and it can add that functionality that Karen was alluding to for therapeutic like drug delivery, gene delivery, as well as potentially diagnostic purposes. So we could be injected with nanoparticles to tell us that we are sick. So yeah, Karen, I want to add, please. Sorry, can I ask what you were saying in regards to graphene oxide? I think it's important for people to know that Moderna was uh, an oncology, a cancer uh, therapy company. It, it was not a vaccine company. So there's about, I found a, a, over two dozen articles on graphene oxide for uh, ovarian cancer treatment. So I just want to read a couple titles to you to, to just solidify that Moderna has been researching graphene oxide for, for various reasons or all or all, in all of oncology using gene therapy. So graphene oxide, silver nanocomposites enhance cytotoxic and apoptotic potential um, in human ovarian cancer cells. Uh, cytotoxic means it kills cells and apoptotic means cell death. So that's what that means. Sorry if I mispronounced. Uh, reduced gra graphene oxide, silver nanoparticle, nanocomposites, a potential anti-cancer nanotherapy. This is the International Journal of, of uh, Nanomedicine. Um, Lipid nanoparticles for nucleic acid delivery, current perspectives. This is a great one because this actually specifically goes over the mRNA vaccines. This is published in, um, where is this published? It's at Elsevier. Um, sorry, I don't see the publication name on here. Anyway, there's there's dozens of, of studies with graphene oxide used in, in lipid nano, nanoparticle delivery and in uh, ovarian cancer treatment specifically to um, annihilate or wipe out those ovarian cancer cells. And it's just coincidental that the, the data from Japan um, under the Freedom of Information Act showed that the lipid nanoparticles go through the blood and then end up in the ovaries and then as well as in bone marrow. Oh, shit. Absolutely. And we also know from the study of, of graphene specifically that it tends to accumulate in organs and tissues over time because the body doesn't have a ready-made mechanism to get rid of it. And Karen, I'm so glad you brought up those cancer research, but, but really it's just the tip of the iceberg. If you start searching in the medical and scientific literature for biomedical applications of graphene, you're going to be overwhelmed with dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of articles, um, because there are books published and over a thousand uh, peer-reviewed publications on this topic. So it is highly uh, prominent in the developing technology. And, you know, we, we talked about this also specifically in terms of a gene therapy, because that's really uh, what Moderna's uh, research and product development has been all about. And that is the real technology that is being used for these vaccines. And interestingly, though, this has been exploited. Special guest Karen Kingston, pharmaceutical and medical device industry consultant and insider. Welcome back. 
So, Karen, before the break, we were just about to get into the regulatory aspects of the so-called vaccine products, and we have uh, been talking about them as gene therapy, but that's not exactly how they were uh, dealt with by the FDA. Is that correct? That, that's correct, but th that was just um, an intentional misnomer so that they could get the um, laissez-faire, no liability under all the uh, vaccine um, regulatory uh, that, that allows them to not be held liable for any deaths or, or injuries due to the vaccine. So that was that there's there's nothing about them that, that makes them a vaccine. Uh, Dr. Martin went over the U.S. Patent Office's definition of a vaccine, which is that it must prevent see the reason all right they're calling it a vaccine it's not a vaccine at all the reason they're calling it a vaccine is uh the what it's called the the children defense act 1986 which was signed by president ronald reagan which says that, uh, you know, the manufacturers of vaccines are not liable for any damages or death caused by the vaccines. So you, you can't sue them. I think Ronald Reagan's the best president ever. Bullshit. Not many signs shady shit like that. So I'll just throw that out there. And infection, and this does not prevent infection. And they actually sent a letter to Dr. Fauci, I believe, 2006, saying just because you uh, elicit a immune response doesn't mean it's a immune response that merits a vaccine. Uh, so, and even if you take a look at the FDA trials specifically, I went through a lot of detail in the Pfizer BioNTech trials. They they don't prevent infection. As a matter of fact more patients were presenting with COVID-19 in the, in the uh, vaccine group than in the, uh, in, in the vaccine group than the placebo group, pardon me. Wow, yes, and I want to get into the details of that, but we, isn't it true details that there that. is actually a regulatory uh, guidance document from the FDA and the Health and Human Services, and if we could uh, bring up slide seven, which is a guidance for is. gene therapy products. And um, in, in this guidance, right, by their own definition, they say a gene therapy product is a product that mediates its effects by translation of transferred genetic material, which is exactly oh. how we've described this vaccine technology, is it not, Karen? Yes, it is. And I, this is a, another one of the documents I found on the FDA website. So the mRNA vaccines are, as you said here, they are a synthetic um, ribonucleic acid uh, that through uh, translation produces a, a virion, which is the, the spike protein uh, in our in the people that have been injected right, well, Let's just be clear, it, it produces the spike protein. A virion would be a complete virus particle with the envelope, the proteins in the envelope, as well as the genetic material. But here, we don't have a complete genome of, of a virus organism. We just have, actually, I don't even believe it's a complete spike protein gene. I believe it's just a subunit of the spike protein. But we have essentially one gene that is transcribed into a messenger RNA or in the Johnson & Johnson, it's a DNA product, but it's not a complete, 
it's supposed to basically make a protein, but not a whole virus. Yeah, that's correct. It doesn't create the right. whole the whole virus. It's a particle of the virus. Right. And so if we look at the next slide, um, in this regulatory document, it talks about shedding. So you want to tell us uh, what that is? Uh, according yeah, according. To yeah, this is not according to the FDA. What they talk about is that when you use gene therapies and you your body produces, uh, you know, um, part of a virus. So you know, in this case, it would be the spike protein. Uh, there is a high risk that the those who are injected can then infect the uninjected uh, with that production, that biological production of the spike protein. That's basically what shedding right. is. So whatever product, basically, the gene that they're using in the gene therapy encodes for, right? In this case, it's the spike protein, but like in a, a cancer patient, it may be related to an oncogene or something like that, right, for a different gene therapy. But that product is a foreign protein, right, to us, and it can be since it's produced by our body, or at least that's what they tell us, right? It can actually be then in our bodily secretions and can pass to another person, right? Oh, or be shit. transmitted. Oh, shit. Yeah, and it if it happens through different ways, respiratory, through your saliva, through your breath, um, there can be dermal transmission as well. Um, and, and then they, you know, they talk about, uh, semen, semen and feces. Um, there, there was an incident in bears where, uh, mother was vaccinated uh, after her second Pfizer vaccine, her uh, oh, breastfeeding five-month-old uh, baby boy, and, and he died from um, VIT, uh, vaccine-induced thrombocytopenia and thrombosis. Um, and he was obviously unvaccinated, but from the breast milk, there was transmission. Wow. And um, oh, I'll tell you that I've actually been also part of a survey research that we haven't released fully publicly yet. But uh, we have 5,000 subjects who were interviewed who had various symptoms that are the types of symptoms that people experience from the vaccine. And we, we did find that people who are intimate partners, right? In other words, they exchange body fluids just like you discussed. Um, now you discussed a parent-child with nursing, of course, which is a slightly different relationship, but we found an in a significantly increased risk of these symptoms when a intimate partner or family member that there's an exchange of body fluids um, was vaccinated recently. So this is something that the FDA really knew that was a risk and a possibility. And don't they uh, require this to be looked at in preclinical studies? Yeah, they, they require for it to be looked at. studies, you know, for, for shedding to then determine whether or not it even merits to move on to human studies. 
And then in human studies, uh, in the phase one trial, if there is risk to those uh, men and women of childbearing age or transmission to one another, they're supposed to stop the trial. But if you take a look at the phase one protocol and the IND for Pfizer, what they did was they had um, men who were intimate with women of childbearing age to use two forms of protection. Also, those men were not allowed to be near or around a pregnant woman. If they breathed near one, they had to report it to the safety board. And women were not allowed to participate if they were trying to get pregnant. And that's completely normal. Um, that's a normal protocol for most studies. But what's not normal is that the male participant isn't even allowed to be around a pregnant woman. Um, and he, you know, if, if he does, um, if he is intimate with a woman, not even getting her pregnant, but just intimate with a woman who wasn't participating, they had to report that to the safety board. So the FDA was full aware of the fact that this was high risk of transmission and shedding with the vaccines. Um, but if they excluded those groups from the phase one trial, these studies could have never moved forward to phase two or three, or now this open, just free for all experiment. So that's what happened. Um, they, it, it's quite, they did a lot of just dubious and um, honestly illegal, blatantly illegal things and got away with it. Right. So what we can really, you know, see here, as you've described, is that there are these requirements to look at this issue. It's a known risk. And we know that the FDA knows about this. And we know that Pfizer and Moderna know about this, because if we look in their um, protocols, right, we see that they're actually taking steps to present prevent against this, but they did not do the required clinical studies. And in fact, I'll tell you, this is one of the most astounding things that I've discovered about these so-called gene therapy-based vaccines is that they're all supposed to make the vaccinated produce, right, by this recombinant genetic technology, the spike protein in one form or another. But none of these companies, before they put their products on the market, even tested anyone to see if there's actually spike protein in people they gave the vaccine to. There's only one um, study available that even looks at this at all, and it was done by independent researchers in Canada months after these products were on the market, and it only looks at about a dozen people. And it, it is not very conclusive, but it's just astonishing that we don't even know if people getting these products actually make the spike protein. Well, I, I have oh, a break. I have a study that an autopsy report that shows that there is spike protein throughout um, the different systems and organs of a person who died from being vaccinated. So, I think there's probably evidence we need to continue to look at to to prove that. I, I my inclination, strong inclination, is that they are producing spike protein that is harmful and potentially deadly to people. Great, and we'll be back after the break. I'm your guest host, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, here in this fourth hour with my special guest, Karen Kingston, a pharmaceutical and medical device industry insider and consultant. Uh, Karen, I thought uh, for this segment, we could review some of the uh, clinical trial data uh, for the vaccines because you have some unique insights about some trickery and playing with numbers uh, here that suggests they're far less effective than are they're touted to be. Sure, if you want to pull up those, those the slides for people to see them. Sure. 
If we the, could have um, slide 11, please. I think you start, are you starting with the IND? So the um, IND. Well, why don't you just tell us, tell the viewers what an IND is so they okay. understand. So in the initial, yeah, so normally you would finish preclinical trials and show safety and efficacy in animals, which they skipped most of and signed letters of intent. And then you file an initial new drug application with your preclinical data and you map out what you're going to be doing for your phase one and uh, two, two trials um, and phase three in the safety and efficacy endpoints. And phase one typically includes um, healthy patients. But this is this is uh, the phase three endpoints. Um, so in the IND, what they talked about was that they would have 44,000 patients enrolled or subjects enrolled for the phase three trial. 22,000 would be injected, 22,000 would be placebo, would get saline, and they assumed a 1.6% infection rate over a period of six months, which would give them about 165 to 169 infected um, people in the placebo group. And I believe if they got less, 10 or less in the uh, vaccine group, then that would give them a 95% confidence interval of reducing, reducing your risk of getting infected by 1% over six months. So it's not very effective in and of itself. But what's very odd is that their primary outcome, they had 169 patients who tested positive via the PCR test one week after the second injection. These people were not injected in the placebo group and only nine in the injection group one week after the second injection. And what they concluded was that, hey, this is 95% effective in reducing your risk of getting um, COVID-19 by 1% for one week after the second injection from the um, Pfizer group. So it's, it's, it's bogus data. And if you go onto the next slide, you'll see at that same one week time point, if you want to pull it up, there was, um, it's the one before before that. There's another slide. I don't know why it's not here. In the placebo group, there was something like 400 and, um, or sorry, in the placebo group, there's something like 289 people that presented with symptoms at the one-week mark, and there were, I believe, 407 in the treatment group. And so what that showed was they were presenting at the same time point with COVID-19 symptoms, but gosh darn it, they didn't have enough time to test those people, even though more people were presenting with symptoms um, in the in the treatment group than in the placebo group. I'm not sure why that's not up, but that's in the the phase the phase three uh, trial, the FDA trial. It's in this document here. Um, so so what we're saying, what you're what you're saying here is that they kind of picked which time points they looked at after administering the vaccines to make sure that they could show that there were fewer cases. Is that it's worse, kind of it's worse than that. It's worse than that. At one week, they decided to run the, the PCR test instead of waiting two weeks. So if you look at the CDC website, it says you don't produce monoclonal antibodies until two weeks after the second dose, okay? They tested at one week because too many people were getting sick in the treatment group. But worse than that, they had more people in the treatment group presenting with COVID-19 symptoms than in the placebo group, but they decided they ran out of time to test the people in the placebo group or sort of test the people in the treatment group. So they just tested the people in the placebo group and said, hey, look, uh, more people are getting sick in the, in the placebo group. 
So they, they it, it's horrible what they did. Does that does that make sense? Sorry. Yeah. So so they they just neglected to do the testing. Yes, they just neglected the to test people in in the treatment group. They just they only tested nine of them, not all four hundred of them that were sick. Wow. So basically, they just omitted the data that would have showed that more people got sick from their vaccine than got sick from any natural cause. Exactly. And this is really not surprising to any of us who have been following the devastating uh, side effects, um, mortality and serious illness that has occurred in people who have been vaccinated. So essentially what we're seeing here is that Pfizer knew about this up front um, and covered it up in order to make sure that their authorization went through. So how did they uh, regulators at the FDA not pick up on these discrepancies? They, they did. They ignored it. I don't, I don't understand. The, yeah. On October 20th or 22nd of 2020, they had a meeting where they went over all of the serious adverse events that they needed to keep an eye out on for these vaccines prior to authorization. And it, it included Gill's bar, it included inflammation of the brain, inflammation of the spine, it included myocarditis, pericarditis, thrombocytopenia, thrombosis. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. They knew these things were not only harmful, but potentially lethal. And they just ignored um, these the, the fraudulent and um, erroneous uh, analysis that was done on the data. They just chose to you know, turn a blind eye to it. There's an wow. eight-hour recording. Yes, when 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 they started asking questions about can we go into more detail about how you measured these outcomes, they just said nothing to see here. Move on to the next page. It, it's recorded. Wow. So what you know? I mean, what do you think could have been going? You know, is what's going on behind the scenes that they're just ignoring this? Are they are they feeling pressure or are they, you know, in cahoots with the pharmaceutical industry? I mean, we certainly know there is a revolving door between, you know, various federal regulatory agencies and the industry. But, uh, you know, do you have a kind of theory on why they would just let this slide by and gloss over it the way that they did? No, I've never seen anything like this in my entire career and just historical review of of any of any over the counter or pharmaceutical or, you know, um, medical device therapy. It just this is, um, I, you know, when when Posicor came out, a few people got pacemakers and they recalled it. Resolin was recalled for a liver function um, test increase. You know, I mean, there's all these different recalls. Um, Many drugs don't get through. I mean, you need two-year safety data to put a stent in your eye, um, you know, and before you can roll it out to thousands of people. And now we've injected over 150 million Americans. I think it's 164 or more, 168 now. So I, there's no um, there's no explanation from a person with a sound mind and conscience to explain how this happened. So you know, I think that kind of leaves us to speculate that there is some outside influence here that's that is very very strong and i know you know in the medical service delivery side of the equation like for example in hospitals now i've talked with doctors who have you know tried to speak out a little bit about what's going on like for example saying that their hospitals are empty and what happens is that the administrators of the hospital 
you basically censure them, give them a stern talking to, because as has been reported, there are all kinds of financial incentives for the hospitals. They get paid more um, based on diagnosis, using certain procedures like ventilators, right? So there could be very similar types of bribery or reimbursement schemes going on here. But, you know, it shows that there is the ability of whoever is running the show to not just influence one person here or there, but systematically to take over the not only the industry, the 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 um, private corporations in the industry, but the the government agencies involved to essentially turn a blind eye and let the corporate interests reign supreme with respect to all products COVID. Yeah, to to your point, I mean, there's definitely some monetary incentives um, for all parties involved here. There's no question about that. But even being silenced if you speak out. I mean, if people speak out, whether they're scientists or physicians or if they were on the FDA, um, they were going to be ostracized, mocked, ridiculed and kicked out of the industry. So there's that aspect, too, that, you know, of being shamed and, and ridiculed on top of, you know, not being able to financially make an income. So there, there's a lot of terrible influences that are going on that, you um, Unfortunately, people, instead of doing what was right and in good conscience, they, they did what was, um, you know, the easiest thing for them to do. Fantastic. Well, Karen, I really um, so much appreciate you taking the time to enlighten us about these aspects and giving us this insider perspective. Um, your bravery and courage really uh, makes you stand out. And uh, we'll be back on The Alex Jones Show again after the break. Looking forward to seeing you then. But if people go to MyPillow.com, uh, you have amazing sheets, towels, not just pillows. Uh, you've got your amazing towel pack. It's, what, $109 for $39.95 with promo code Alex. You're barely bringing any money there. People should purchase it there to fund what you're doing. They should help. Buy it at $109, but $39.95. I'm not, that, that's a huge discount by you. And I'm told all other products up to 66% off with promo code Alex. So promo code A-L-E-X at MyPillow.com. And I'm just super excited to tell my listeners to go support you and get great products. Because if they don't fund this war effort, if they don't back us up and pray for us and spread the word and support us financially, the globalists are going to win. So uh, again, people got to put fuel in your tank. You are taking the globalist on toe-to-toe. -to -toe, and if we don't energize you, well, then we deserve to lose. So so tell folks about these these amazing towels. I know you didn't want to do this today, but yeah. two weeks ago, you sent this to me. Yeah, right. with it. Tell us about the towels, the sheets, all the products. Well, the towels are the best towels in history. They actually dry you. They don't they don't feel like the ones that stores like all lotion. They work. These are the towels you've seen on TV, the best towels ever, but made with our Southern U.S. cotton too. And uh, they're normally $199 or $109.99. I am doing this for this show coming on, so it's only this one's only gonna be like a 24-hour special for $39.99 with promo code Alex. And then all the other products, our sheets are on sale right now. The, uh, um, the uh, my Giza sheets, but you have 110 products. That's one thing we've been able to you know, diversify with all the other products during this attack. And I want to thank each and every person out there 
We've lost all our box stores except for maybe two. And all our all the shopping channels, the QVCs, the the HSNs, all them cowards out there that succumb to the to the um, uh, cancel culture. But my employees, I have 2,500 employees. They thank each and every one of you. And that is how I've been able to stay supportive. I haven't reached out for anybody's help. I've been, uh, um, a lot of my employees have stock, so I have a little over 50% of my pillow, but I'm using my money to fight this uh um, and, and um, I can't explain how, I mean, th th this is like it's a wonderful life. I mean, you, literally yeah. a Jimmy Stewart yeah. story. You are standing up. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you at a lower level. We're like, mm -hmm. I, they, they've taken our banks away, our suppliers, the harassment. Right. Yeah. Going back to talk to my junior high teachers, same thing. And, and it's okay. Yeah. I just don't want to lose. I don't mind being attacked. I just don't want to lose. Right. It's literally right. listeners what? buying and products at InfoWarsStore.com or buying products at MyPillow.com that people understand we need that money. We are maxed out, and it's a war. Plus, these are great products, so w what a huge deal you're offering. People should not wait. They should take advantage of it. Tell people more about uh, some of these products. Yeah, you've got the Giza Dream Sheets, and you've got uh, they're a two-for-one low price with free shipping. We've got, uh, we've got our pillow, the premium pillow. I put that on sale, too. I passed all the savings right on to you. So I think they're normally $69.99, the queen size for $29.99. All of these are the lowest prices that do the, the towels and the, and the pillow, the lowest price I've ever had in history. And we've got, we've got also, we've got bathrobes. We've got these slippers that, that I, this took over a year to invent these slippers. They're made with uh, one of the piece of them is impact gel, which is made from US soybean. These are the most, you walk around all day, you feel like you just have shoes on rather than slippers. Well, what I love is you. you're not bowing down, you're overcoming them. And you're right. reaching out to folks saying, right. I'll fight for your election. I won't back down, right. but right. I need your support. MyPillow.com, right. promo code Alex, biggest sales ever. And it looks like it ended. Yeah, it did. That's a lot of jump back there, folks. It's 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 not a vaccine. I'm telling you, it's poison. And they keep saying that there's a a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Which the truth is, the pandemic 
is not the unvaccinated. But the pandemic is the vaccinated. But, you know, we, we got to rise above because the vaccinated are wanting to shun us and put us into uh, into camps, isolation, quarantine camps. Let me pull this up for you. Let me see if I can find it. CDC. Here we go. I think this is it. Yeah, yeah, let's read this. I'll read it. This document presents considerations from the perspective of the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, for implementing the shielding approach in humanitarian settings. As outlined in guidance document, blah, 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 blah. All right, what is the shielding approach? The shielding approach aims to reduce the number of severe COVID-19 cases by limiting contact between individuals at higher risk of developing severe diseases, high risk, and the general population, low risk. High risk individuals would be temporarily relocated to safe or green zones established at the household, neighborhood, camp sector, or community level, depending on the context and setting they would have minimal contact with family members, and low-risk residents. Current evidence indicates that older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at a higher risk for severe illness for COVID-19. In most humanitarian settings, older population groups make up a small percentage of the total population. For this reason, this should be appropriate. Suggest this both separate high-risk individuals and the general population to prioritize the use of limited available resources and avoid implementing long-term containment measures among the general population. In theory, shielding may serve its objective to protect high-risk populations from disease and death. However, implementation of the approach necessitates strict adherence to protocol 
in advent introduction to the virus into a green zone may result in rapid transmission among the most vulnerable population the approach is trying to protect mm -hmm. level hh household level and specific room area designated for high-risk individuals who are physically isolated from other hh members <sighs> Neighborhood level, a designated sheltered group or shelters, maximum five to ten households within a small camp or area where high risk members are grouped together. Neighbors swap swap households to accommodate high risk individuals. Camp sector level, a group or shelter such as schools, community buildings with a camp slash sector max. 50 high-risk individuals per single green zone, where high-risk individuals are physically isolated. One entry point is used for change of food supplies, etc. A meeting area is used for residents and visitors to interact while participating physical distance by practicing physical distancing two meters. No movement into or outside the green zone. Wow. Each green zone has a dedicated latrine bathing facility for high-risk individuals. The shielding approach advises against any new facility construction to establish green zones. However, a few settings will have <laughs> Existing shelters or communal facilities with designated latrines, bathing facilities, blah, blah, blah. That's nuts. Now, CDC discusses green zones for those who are. Just with 
What's today's date? The eighth of this this story was published two days ago on July twenty sixth. The Center for Disease Control and CDC posted operational considerations for the On July 26th, the Center for Disease this website under global COVID 19 having received virtually zero media attention, it seems to be supporting highly questionable internment practices disguised by the term shielding. This document presents consideration for the perspective of the U.S. Centers for Disease and Control Prevention, CDC, for implementing the shielding approach in humanitarian settings as outlined in guidance documents focused on camps, displaced populations, and low resource settings. Oh, I bet it is. The poor communities, <laughs> the post big beings. Uh, the document acknowledges green zones for those at high risk of contracting the virus. The goal is to protect high-risk populations from disease and death. He claims while admitting this approach has never been documented and has raised questions. He concerns among humanitarian partners who support response activities in these settings. The American writes that although the document appears to refer to settings outside the United States, the suggestion that government should Erect safe zones to quarantine healthy but at risk people should alarm Americans already faced with masks and vaccine mandates. Uh huh. The purpose of this document is to, to highlight potential implementations challenges of the shielding approach from CDC perspective and guide thinking around implementation <laughs> in the absence of empirical data. The document states, undoubtedly, they will face tremendous implementation challenges because what they are proposing violates hum human rights be forcing individuals into what are essentially internment camps. As the New American sums up, the document is what sounds like a blueprint for a future action which describes three levels of confinement the targeted will be temporarily relocated to safe or green zones in the household neighborhood camp slash sector or community level each involves isolation each of the three levels are summarized below which we went into those A group of shelters such as schools, 
50 buildings within a GAN sector, 50 high risk individuals per single green zone, where high risk individuals are physically isolated together. Finally, the green zone, green zone with tight restrictions. One entry point is used for exchange of, yeah, we just read that pretty much word for word, what we just read. As for high-risk children, they are not exempt from operational considerations. They will be accompanied into isolation by a single caregiver who will also be considered a green zone resident in terms of movement and contacts with those outside the green zone. Uh-huh. Interesting. That's nuts. Hang out. Know. I say this. What? Oh, you gotta see this. I'm gonna look at this, this document from the CDC on the green zones. This is gonna blow your mind. In here. Social and cultural religious practices. Considerations. Plan for Potential disruptions on social networks, uh, explanation, communities, celebrations, religious holidays, bereavements, funerals, and other rites of passages are cornerstones of many societies' proactive planning ahead of time, including strong community engagement and risk communication is needed to better understand the issues and concerns of restricting individuals from participating and communal practices because they are being shielded. Failure to do so could lead to both interpersonal and communal violence. 
I'm going to read that again. Failure to do so could lead to interpersonal and communal violence. Not making that up. Oh, man. That's... That's in freaking insane. See, and this is, I'm getting into the dangerous stuff now. I'm pretty sure they don't want what I just said. This will probably get fact checked on Facebook. This is just blowing my freaking mind. in Kansas City and 2018 2019 I had a dream that people I felt like it, it, was, it was something that was coming people were going to be rounded up into camps and uh <laughs> I mean, it was. I saw people of every color and creed in these camps.
is insane. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's just. I'm kind of lost for words right now. It's, I don't know what to say. All I know is that you need to get prepared so with them talking uh, with the whole. Let me look it up. Here it is. This is the bill I'm looking for right here. Six, 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 six. To authorize the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants eligible entities conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities such as contact tracing through mobile health, health units as necessary at individual residents and for other purposes. The act may be cited as the COVID 19 testing and research and contacting everyone trace act. In general, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, acting through the Director of the Center for Disease and Control Prevention, may award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID 19 to trace and monitor the contacts of infected individuals and to support the quarantine of such contacts through one mobile health units and two as necessary.
military testing individuals, providing individuals with services related to testing and quarantine at the residence. Permissible use of funds a grant recipient under this section may use grant funds in support of activities described in subsection A. Want to buy fire train compensation? Okay, the expenses of individuals to purchase personal protective equipment and other supplies. See priority in selecting grant recipients under this section. The secretary shall give priority to one. Applicants proposing to conduct activities funded under this section in hotspots and medically underdeserved communities, poor people. And two applicants that agree in hiring individuals to carry out activities funded under this section to hire residents of the area or community where the activities will primarily occur will with higher priority among applicants described in this paragraph given based on percentage of individuals to be hired from such or such area or community. Wow. Oh, I need to screenshot this shit. I'm excited about this. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> All right. This, this has been too much for me. I'm wrapping it up for the night. I, I, I got to 
Gotta go to work tomorrow. Guys, remember, you can get you a nice Alhorn Cups. This is a Mead Power Cup of 16 ounces. Alhorn.com. Uh, if you would, use the link in the description. Don't just type in Alhorn.com, please. If you enjoy Truth or Odyssey, please use the link in the description. Click on that. Make your purchases through that link. So, uh, your boy here, True Talker, J.K. Bakers, can make some money. That money will go to funding the Truth or Odyssey. Uh, also, remember, the hygiene products... You need good stuff. Oh, you know that chemical garbage that comes in a liquid bottle. You, you need all natural greens. Go to anarchist. Anarchist soap. Go. There's a link in the description. I use the spirit oil. Best spirit oil I've ever used. Let me read some of these ingredients for, for this. Have coconut oil, sweet almond oil. Uh, jabobo oil, argon oil, uh, carotene, vitamin E, fragrance, and love. Uh, handmade with love in Simi Valley, California. So you've got uh, anarchistsoap.com. Go there. And uh, let her know that it was the truth or odyssey that told you about anarchist soap. I got I got the charcoal facial soap coming soon. Should be here by the 11th or 12th. And that'll help me take care of my skin, especially with all the grease I get covered on with work. Also, get ready, get ready. Because they're coming for guns. That they're making it seem like there's a shortage of ammo. You need ammo. Go to ammo.com. America's number one source. Discounted ammo online. Now that's why I got these sterling, sterling high quality shotgun shells. This is double off. Uh, I got two hundred rounds of these for less than two hundred dollars. Uh, whatever ammo you need, they got. Put ammo back on that. With ammo.com, with the bill we just read on Congress.gov, the eight. R6666 about contact tra tracing. Them even funding them. Them funding them to come not on your doors. But we just read also from uh, the CDC with their green zone internment camps. It's no bueno. It's bad news. Uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday. I was at. At the county fair with with my little brother. And he goes, you know, maybe next year when I'm off of house arrest, I'm like, dude, next year we're probably all going to be on house arrest. He goes, yeah, yeah, probably. A guy like me, they'll, they'll probably try to take me out. They've already taken down my YouTube channel. 
uh, FYI, the audio-only version, it's taking off. Uh, the audio-only I've reached uh, the next journey. Yeah. The audio-only has reached journey, which is more words. Uh, it's starting to pick up around the whole United States. So, that's awesome, I think, you know. I think this is something that uh, you guys, you want real truth. You don't want lies. You can't trust mainstream media. Because you got Operation Mockingbird. The whole fucking thing is infiltrated by the CIA. Uh, it's, it's, it's just bad news. Bad, 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 bad news. Uh, let's see what other states we've reached. Them. I made Pennsylvania, Ohio, Florida, California, South Carolina. Uh, so, Truth or Odyssey's audio only. You who listen to the audio only, which you will be listening to this. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Continue to listen. Share this program. Uh, share this information. You who watch the videos, uh, whether it's on Facebook, BitChute, any of it, please hit the share button. Share this information. Get it out there. This is the truth. Obviously, I am the truth doctor, Jacob Bakers. We seek the truth in the local disinformation and indoctrination, and I am signing. Cities and towns and borders yeah. They divide and conquer Yeah, they're monsters They are the warring forces ah. When I'm walking through I'm talking truth Cause I'm the truth talker Real. There's fluoride in your water That's torture That is the new world order wow. This world is gruesome and violent oh, yeah. That's why these humans are frightened Oh well, we're living in hell I'll pack my bags and move to an island Going. I wanna be truly enlightened Dude. My music's juicy and vibrant It's deep and it's dirty And it's underground like rubies and diamonds hey. Gigantic like titans No, I don't pray to no violent gods Life's too short for lies and plots Time flies like a pilot's watch ha. I'm watching time unravel I'm lost in time, my time is lost I will astral travel and do some stargazing And just look at the sky and watch I'm a verbal pedigree I've been reading the Gnostic scriptures Whoa. Smoking a herbal remedy I'm not drinking a toxic elixir no. I flow on a verse with energy I'm a consistent cosmic ninja And I don't do no hurt or jealousy I show love, I'm a cosmic thinker This world we live in is treacherous That's why you need to show extra love There's demons standing next to us Fallen angels wanna have sex with us Dark forces, they're testing us I talk truth, they section us Hyperborea, that's my home It's a multi-dimensional exodus This world is separated by countries, cities and towns and borders They divide and conquer, yeah they're monsters They are the warring forces When I'm walking through, I'm talking truth Cause I'm the truth talker It's fluoride in your water, that's torture That is the new world order this world is run by an evil intelligence These demons are ruthless You need to show compassion and love Don't panic or screaming is useless I talk truth all day That's why these people are feeling my music But please don't piss me off I leave your mouth all bleeding and toothless People are foolish and evil
evil and ghoulish Fiction is weird and even the truth is wow. Don't be feeble and stupid History's fake and even the moon is real. There's no fluoride in my water So when I'm dreaming it's lucid You're drinking fluoride on a daily basis That's a reason you're clueless oh. This world we're living in sickening Why are these people evil and so dark? Why? The powers to be, they're cowards and weak And they're human beings with no heart Make me so fucking angry ah. I break the both legs and both arms Snap. I find a Masonic lodge And shoot them all with poisonous blow darts Suppress that killer beast And release that inner peace I'm so calm My third eye's fully activated My mind is so sharp I'm unique like Mozart On beat I'm concrete I go hard And when it comes to music I'm having fun on tracks like go karts This world is separated by countries Cities and towns and borders They divide and conquer Yeah they're monsters They are the warring forces When I'm walking through I'm talking truth Cause I'm the truth talker There's fluoride in your water That's torture That is the new world order If you're told the lie enough times, it becomes part of your reality. That is the new world order. Wow. And if enough people are taught that lie, well now it becomes part of the culture. That is the new world order. Wow. And if that culture then passes that misinformation along to the next generation, that is the new world order. Wow. Westion Productions.